0: You want to give us some updates
1: of what's been going on in your life? Well, we have about I don't know, 12, 15 devotees here. Nice. Yes. A lot of on now. It's very nice. And um we've had some nice uh, talks on walks and uh we'll continue those in which are a nice format. And uh, talks in the evening. Maharaj has given some classes also. And um Warren Ryan has just joined us. We did a program the other night in Samara at at a yoga center there. And uh, it was nice. Some of the guests want to come up. Uh, The the town of Samara is the uh, nearest beach town to us. It's probably about uh, 20 minutes away or so. And um, it's interesting because when we first came here, uh, that town was completely like uh, straight, if you will, not alternative, but now it's just buzzing with yoga centers and vegan restaurants and health food store and that kind of thing. And it's quite quite busy comparatively. Um, so, uh, you know, that's a nice uh, um, to have nearby. And we're the only ashram in the vicinity. So word of mouth goes around, you know. We're fairly uh, famous over here um, without without trying to be too much, but uh, it's a great place to come and visit, it really is. It's a, it's a very uh, great place to take advantage of, uh, well, to give me your good association is what I wanted to say, and uh, spend some time uh, more closely with me in a very uh, serene and uh, nourishing uh, um, setting. Under the auspices of the uh, very beautiful Daoji Gopal. So I'll be here for a while more. Welcome to come down.
0: I didn't announce everybody that's on the call. Would you like me to do that? Or should oh,
1: sure, okay.
0: Um, we have a pretty good crew here today Uddhava, Rajabhumi, Vijay Govinda, Aishwari Sundari, Samati, Ganga Shakti. Babru, Kevin, Brian, Drista, Gita Govinda, Amalabhakti, Bhaktabil, Jitanya Priya, Deva Priya, Kal- Kalakanta, Mahara, <clears throat> Rohini, Kanu Ram, Shamosundar, Jitanya Charan, Ragatnika, Kopishvar, Shvar, Anandamai, Yuga Dharma, Vijaya Kumar, Gokulchandra Chandra, Indra, and Lalita Saki, and I were probably a few other people that came on after. And, that's we have. and to start with, Sumati has a question. Okay. Um, in the Srimad Bhagavatam,
2: Canto 6, 2.14, it says, Those who are conversant with the conclusions of Shastra Know that chanting one name of Lord Vishnu eradicates all one's sins, even when the name is intended to refer to someone else when uttered jokingly or as an interjection in a song or even out of apparent disrespect. And then um, the Rakshak Shiradeva Goswami says, it is true that an infinite magnitude of sin may, may be removed by one utterance of the name. But that name must not be only the physical sound. It must have a spiritual conception. So I'm, they seem contradictory to one another. One says it doesn't need a spiritual connection. It just can be the name. And Sri Maharaj says it must have a spiritual connection in order to remove...
1: Uh, one's sins yeah the verse from the Bhagavatam's famous verse um, and it speaks of uh, four types of Namabhas it's really the only place that I'm aware of in the uh, in the Bhagavatam where that uh, idea is found the story of Ajermil, um which is an interesting section of the Bhagavatam because if you follow it the fifth canto ends with a description of the hellish, hellish planets, which are, don't don't appear to be a very pleasant place to go. And um, and that's a big subject in itself. But uh, hearing about that Sukhida, Prishit Maharaj at the beginning of the sixth canto expresses compassion and thinks, how can people be you know, saved from the possibility of of such. And um and um uh, Sukadev says, Well you, perhaps by good karma you can eradicate bad karma and the Raj says, No, I don't think that's a good idea and he says, Well by Gyan, then you know your gyan knowledge of the Atma, then uh he says, No that's limited to that's a problem. You know, if you if you if you cut off a bamboo at the top, the roots are still there. Um so the, the Raj has a good understanding that, but that the karma, which is governed by Rajas, that's not going to eradicate the problem. It may alleviate it temporarily. Temporarily, he gives the example of an elephant bathing in the in, their, in the sea and then rolling in the sand. You know? Okay, and then the Gyan example of the bamboo um, cutting out cutting it off, mm-hmm. but the roots are still there. I mean, Satvaguna is still rooted in material existence and it governs Gyan and so oldumis says kechid kevalaya va you have a city of rain gamududu want to catch rain so uh so uh he says that by 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 Keval bhakti, which is like the sun arising uh um and it's with its power to dissipate the fog <clears throat> that you couldn't dissipate by lighting a fire without potentially burning down the city by accident. So, uh, Kaival Bhakti, which is, comes of its own accord, it's not coming from something that we do, but comes to us. And so, then with regard to Kaival Bhakti, well, the main Anga of that Bhakti, according to the Bhagavatam, is Kirtan. So then the story about Ajamil and the efficacy of Kirtan is given, Nam Kirtan in particular, right? Are you all hearing me?
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. And so, um, uh, so to emphasize the efficacy of Kirtan, then this, this sh- sh- semblance of the name, a shadow of the name is mentioned. Four different types Sanketya Parihasyamba, Stova um, which you, you mentioned in the reading of the the, the translation, saying it jokingly and uh, so on and so forth, um, and the idea given there in the Bhagavatam is that this has the power to uh, afford mukti, which would, which another way of saying it is to eradicate uh, sins, Pop, but it eradicates punya also. Piety and good and bad karma has that power. It may not be that the semblance of the name or an Bahasa of the name does that every time, but but it but it has that power. And the example of Ajamila is there to um, demonstrate that, illustrate that. And so, yes, yeah, that is not talking about um, a pure conception of the name that uh, Nama Api Sachiputram as Raghunathas says, I offer my respects to my guru. who has given me the name, the highest conception of the name, which was distributed by the son of Sachi, Srimad Mahaprabhu, um, and so forth, um, by which uh, chanting, one will attain praying, hmm? would speak of destroying sinful reactions, eradicating karma, and so forth. Mm. So um, <clears throat> I think that Treta um, uh, Marsh is um, only emphasizing in his statement that if you want the full effects of the name, you have to have the conception of the shuddhnaam. Otherwise, you won't get it. And his statement there is a little bit um, lacking in terms of crossing the T's and dotting the I's. You understand? Like in writing, you have a T, T, Mm -hmm. then you cross it. Mm -hmm. You have an E, you put a dot. So you might forget to dot or cross, or you might be a little sloppy in your penmanship sometimes. Hmm? So... um, it's not that Siddhartha taught, if you look at the body of his teaching, that there's no such thing as Nama Bhās, and Nama Bhās doesn't do what the Bhagavatam says. He didn't teach that. He taught in other places. If you, if you, if you were a real student of his, you know, just what the Bhagavatam teaches. That's, that's just the power of, of Nama Bhās, even though it has no... Uh, it's not being chanted with, with faith or uh, and really we, we should we should we should underscore here or we, or we should point out that when we speak about Shuda Nam, hmm, pure the pure name. So you have Nama Parad, you have Nama Abhas, the shadow of the name, and you have the pure name. Hmm. In one sense what we're talking about here is the conception behind the name. So if I don't have sufficient Gyan, then there's likelihood I'm gonna do Nama Parad. I'm going to think, for example, that, oh, uh, I like uh, Krishna, but who cares for these Vaishnavas? Uh, or or I might think that uh, the name of Krishna's, or the name of Kali, or the name of Ganesh, they're all holy names. That would be another offense to Krishna Nam and so forth. Without some manda without that kind of education, if you will, proper conceptual orientation, you're susceptible to namaparad. It's also a case, of course, that you, you could be fully acquainted, and you could you could offend the guru, you could offend the Vaishnava, but it's hard to make the other offenses. Mm-hmm. So, we do. so uh, namaparad is, is 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 really not kind of a type of chanting as much as it is offense against the chanting. Mm-hmm. So we may, may make offense against the name. Mm-hmm. It's not that there's an offensive form of the name but we could make an offense against the holy name. That's Nama Aparad. <coughs> Naam is to not even know what it means or think about it and use it in some other way and, or, and, and whatnot. Um, and and uh, you're not offending the name there. Um, and so uh, it said there are examples like the story of Rajamil, that illustrated it, that that has potentially great power. Mm -hmm. And, and, and and then we go to Shudanam. So what is Shudanam, the pure name? Mm -hmm. Well, the pure name is, in one sense, to be chanting the holy name with the pure conception of what the name, uh, ultimately can afford one as taught by Sriman Mahaprabhu. Mm -hmm. So, I'm chanting the name because I want to attain the prayojan, the goal of praying. Praying prayojan is my goal. Just like what I'm saying is you we are all practitioners of Uttam Bhakti. We're not practicing and pursuing mixed bhakti. We're not pursuing bhakti mixed with karma or bhakti mixed with jnana. We're we may have uh, the influences of karma and jnana, but we, you know, and ourselves, but we're pursuing an ideal that is uh, called Utam bhakti, bhakti for its own sake. That's what, that's what we want to attain. In that sense, we are uttama bhaktas of the sadhana division, or uttama bhaktas, uh, or in the school of uttama bhakti as a bhava as bhakti, or in the school of Uttam bhakti, and having graduated as a, as a prema bhakti. But even the sadhakas are, in our line, are sadhakas of, of uttambhakti. Before Rupa Goswami, he finds his uttambhakti and he says there's three divisions of it. Hmm? Sadhana, bhava, and preem. So, what, what there is there is a, is a certain conception that we're embracing a certain ideal, a certain teaching. And and so the, 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 within that is the, te- the, the teaching of shudanam, what should embrace shudanam. So what it means is that it's possible that once chanting the nam, even in a shadow of it without knowing what it's about or meaning something else. Hey, there's Harry Krishna. Hey, Harry, how's your Krishna? You know, somebody make a joke like that in, in English. I have no idea what it's about. It's a, it's a form of Nam So he could get liberated from all material <clears throat> suffering by that. It's possible. Does it happen every time? Well, it would appear no <laughs> but it's possible an example of haridas is there or excuse me of um of hmm? so the point point of this verse is to say just see if this is the power of that kind of gen. what this is called kuta what do they call uh, it is the form of logic right That what to speak of logic if you could get this from doing that what to speak of if you do it in this way you will you will get hmm? so what to speak of if you so the, the whole idea that's being emphasized in that story is shudanam hmm? the virtues of it because what to speak of what you can get by nama Bas. but we see that that doesn't happen every time that anybody says hey harry where's your krishna you know where's krishna <laughs> uh, for example, in, in a joke on, on the street or something like that. Or they, they see you chanting, they don't know what it's about, and they go, Hi, hey, Krishna. You know, they have no idea. Um, so, similarly, if we're chanting Shudanam in the way in which I'm talking about it, right? And you have the Shudanam conception I'm chanting because I want to attain Prem, I want to enter, enter into Krishna Leela, I want to become the friend of Krishna. I want to become the handmaiden of Radha, which is the opportunities that are being offered to me by the Sampradaya. And the vehicle, the means to such madness is, is Nam, Namkirtan, the primary means. So this is what I'm interested in. Therefore, I'm chanting Shudanam. But I chanted shudanam you could say, 16 rounds a day, and I didn't get the Prane. So it doesn't mean that the minute you chant Sudha Nam, now you're going to get pain, but you may chant Sudha Nam for some time. And the Sudha Nam will do the things that Nam Abbas will do and more. And it will do it effectively for sure. Whereas Nam Abbas could do it, but it may not. The name it may not. And Krishna is the name. If you chant his name indirectly, you know, he, he may get his attention. He may... He may, he has the power. Hmm. It's also a way of saying, and, I, and this is sometimes how Bhakti Tapra looked at, it's also a way of saying is that even a partial expression of the name has great power. What to speak of? Concentrated sadhana, sincere practice, and so forth. So anyway, uh, yes, to answer your question, there is a contradiction in the way in which Shri Marsh made that statement, and what's said in the Bhakti, but we know that that's like an instance where he didn't cross his T or dot his I, and he's speaking a little bit loosely, which can happen in in, com- in conversation. And then you go record it all, you know, and then you take it word for word. And he said this here. You have to look at the body of the teaching, and he didn't teach that. Obviously, that that there was no such thing as nama and that nama could not have such an effect. So that's my answer. Hope that helps.
2: Yeah. It does. Thank you.
1: And that, well, I don't know. You know, you're, you might. We read further in the section where he's saying that. You know, before and after, and then.
2: Yeah, I, it, it's in "Follow the Angels." Mm-hmm. Um, he is. I mean, it's page after page of how important it is that one have a proper conception. One ch-
1: thing, uh, Let me tell you one thing about Tudor Marshall's books, and this is not to criticize him in any way, but the editors took a huge license to uh, uh, create those books. And you can you can see, uh, especially in the original books uh, done by Sudhir Gosami, uh, which were, he was blessed to do by Pujapat Tridhar Maharaj and Tridhar Maharaj accepted the books and they're wonderful. But, you know, you can have a paragraph from one lecture in and the next paragraph is coming from the lecture in 1984 and that they, they took they transcribed everything took from here and there and then put it together and 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 so forth so okay so you can look to the editor on that one also <laughs> right okay yeah but that you know he could have said that and then qualified even in the, in the next sentence for all we know but they cut it off and took him right. put something. Right.
2: And the part about from the Bhagavatam, I didn't get directly from the Bhagavatam, but from, um, what's his name, um, Sachin, Sachin, Sachin Ryan Babaji, his little book on Namtattva. Nam-tattva.
1: Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, that's a verse from Bhagavatam.
2: He, um, yeah, that, that verse was a direct quote from Bhagavatam, but he goes into a lot of detail about how just by Hajimil saying the name of his son, even at the time of the, his son's birth, um, was what eradicated all of his sins, past, present, and future. Even though it appeared that he continued to act sinfully.
1: He well, that, he's he's basically drawing very uh, heavily, if not completely, from the, the commentary of Vishvanatha for Thakur. Yes,
2: yeah.
1: extremely. Uh, Vishnu Tirthankar like really really likes to emphasize the efficacy of bhakti. It's quite extreme and almost like anti-mainism. You know, like like Jesus. You know, just believe in Jesus and it's all over. You know, he's like that about bhakti. That's you know a particular emphasis of his. Um, so you know you you can look at Jeeva Goswami and you'll get a slightly different emphasis. So. That's it. You know, these are things that most casual readers, which we shouldn't be. Uh, probably told us that we should read like scientists. You know, study the books. Casual reader won't won't pick that up. Won't understand that. And, and they know how to how to look at. Hmm. Bishop Bishop trying to make make a point. You make make an emphasis here. I mean, if he can, if he, if by that he can get people to chant, well. Uh, it's not necessarily wrong what he says, but there's other ways of looking at it too. Hmm? You can say it completely destroys all prarabdha karma as soon as he chanted; it's all gone. And then you can read Sanatana Goswami and you can say the the, the bad prarabdha karma will be removed, hmm? and the good will remain for some time. That's and so there's you know even if you go to Vishvanatha Chakravarti Thakur's Mandurya Kadambini, there he speaks differently. He says, "Well, the karma will be eradicated partially, and then." And then absolutely and then irrevocably passing through different stages. The means to, by which to pass through is, is chanting, so it's obviously gradual. So, yeah, you gotta. <laughs>
3: oh, we need
0: you.
1: <laughs> no, we need you too. <laughs> okay, what else?
0: <laughs> You're next.
1: Hare Krishna. <clears throat>
4: I don't know if my question is appropriate. If not, I will ask another. Recently, I, you know, I have a really bad experience because near here there is a Rig temple. I am currently in Philippines, and there is, you know, the the movement of Iskon uh, Bangalore, you know, has expanded around Asia. Um, there was a Rig temple here, and I I never met directly. You know, I knew. About them, but I never met them directly. So I went, you know, to, to see the temple, have Darshan, have a normal program, you know, but they basically interviewed me, you know, and I really had a really bad experience. And I, you, you always, you know, teach how to, you know, uh, to see the other points of view, but I could not, you know, I could see everything wrong. You know, it's a philosophy based, uh, you know, based on, uh, you know, not being the value of any Vaishnava. Basically, everybody's worthless, you know, everybody's a, you know, a loser and only Prabhupada is, is right. And only Prabhupada, their way is right. And everybody else, are you know, are similar, basically. You know, all the Gaudillas, ISKCON, everybody is, you know, there is no way. So I think this is, you know, very, it's a, you know, very dangerous attitude to have, you know, to put down the other Vaishnavas, in such a way. And, this attitude, you know, I can see it in many other places, but I never saw so strong as there.
2: Uh
1: huh. I... Yes, that's unfortunate. Yeah, it's very, uh, um, uh, very problematic uh, for, for for themselves. I mean, uh, uh, this is this is what Prabhupada himself called religious fanaticism. So when you have a sentiment. Um, that's not a religious sentiment, that's not grounded, in this case, in, you know, Godi Vaishnavism, a Godiist sentiment for a saint like Prabhupada, but it's not grounded in tattva, in philosophy, then it just becomes, in Prabhupada's own words, religious fanaticism. And that's a prime uh, example of it. It's very ugly. It's very unbecoming. Um it's uh it, it can very easily and it seems to have in this case lead to of parad um the glorification of one guru you uh, you know you offend everybody else. there's a saying in English that weak faith requires an enemy May I understand this? Yep. yeah, so these guys got you know so many enemies, everybody's an enemy uh and, and he, 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 who's you know they're supposed to be bringing in the world, making a heaven on earth by Kuntha on earth, and everybody else is dressed like them and teaches the same philosophy as a demon. You know, I mean, it's like insanity, but um, that's how bad religious fanaticism can get. And in, in Godi Vaishnavism is not exempt from such examples. In fact, we have unfortunately very prominent examples of such religious fanaticism. And so, you know, you have to look at the sentiment and you know, they have the basic teachings about other things, reincarnation, vegetarian, Krishna's Stu, Bhagavan, Swayam, and, and so forth. But if you look underneath there, the whole Guru Tattva conception is completely a distortion of, 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 the, of the philosophy. And um, so, it, you know, it's, it's an example of religion without philosophy or sentiment without philosophy. It turns into religious fanaticism. Um, it's just the opposite, really, of um, what one would, how one would feel and see if they were advancing in Krishna consciousness. Um, I'll give you a nice example that, that Prabhupada gave. Um, once Dr. Kapoor, who was a, initiated, name was Adi Keshe um, It wasn't uncommon, incidentally, in Godia Math, despite a devotee having an initiated name uh, to be referred to by their secular name, if their secular name had letters in front of it or behind it, which meant that they had an education, because Bhakti Siddhanta was trying to show the world, preach to educated people, and so forth. So us was Dr. Kapoor. He did his PhD thesis on Gaudiya Vaishnavism, and that book has been published. It's called Religion and philosophy and religion of Sri Chaitanya. Prabhupada endorsed it himself, and Bhakti Siddhanta Sarstantaka used it in a court case, a famous court case that Kediyamaka was involved in many, many years ago. At any rate, um, incidentally, Bhakti Siddhanta's favorite chapter was the chapter about uh, Achinti Veda Veda. It's a nice book, very nice book. Um, so at any rate, Dr. Kapoor was friendly with Prabhupada and, met him after many years of not seeing him in Vrindavan when he had Prabhupada had his mission and so forth. And he's, you know, he met the devotees and he saw how dedicated they were to Prabhupada. It was just quite compelling that they'll do like anything that you say, you know? And uh, he said, but they won't listen to anybody else. Hmm? And I fear, you know, for the future, what will, you know, they won't listen to anybody else. And so Prabhupada told him at that time, and Dr. Port told me this himself, personally. He said that Prabhupada replied, said, no, you see, what I've done is I've planted a seed of a tree. Hmm? And in order to protect the tree, I built a fence around it. Hmm? So sometimes I preach in such a way as that they have faith in me and they're cautious to listen to anybody else. And of course, some people were attacking the tree like deer will come and eat the tree and its leaves if it's not protected by a fence. Hmm? So Prabhupada said initially, i built a fence around to protect it, but if it grows in a healthy way, then in due course it will overflow beyond the fence. Hmm?
3: Hmm?
1: Now, the problem with people like this and with some other institutions affiliated with Prabhupada is they, they never grew beyond the fence. Hmm? They weren't at- even attacked by the deer, hmm? but they didn't allow themselves to be watered, hmm? uh, nourished. They couldn't distinguish between, uh, you know, predator and, uh, and and helping hand, so to speak. So it's very unfortunate. Um, but you know, using the example, uh, as I say, the way they're speaking is just the antithesis of what should be. Sentiments, the feelings, the, the 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 thinking that should be arising. That we were talking about this last night. For myself, I'm happy to talk to somebody, uh, even from from the Catholic saints, you know, or the Buddhist saints. I'm interested in in associating with them within reason to hear how they think and feel and their understandings and so forth. And we have more in common with them than, 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 than not. Those who believe in that consciousness is, for example, uh, independent of matter, that there's liberation, there's there's enlightenment to be attained. We have more common with them than not. I mean, I have my own teaching. I'm not, I'm not a Buddhist. Um, but, um, um, you know, you can appreciate divinity, spirituality, to whatever extent it manifests in whatever dress it manifests in and relate to it, you know, to that extent. That's the more, what what to speak of, Gaudiya Vaishnavas and and, um, other Vaishnavas and and Gaudiya Vaishnavas. So it's unfortunate. Um, And so, you know, they don't want to associate with anybody. They demonize everybody. And and so none of them want to associate with with them. So they're isolated. They're on an island. They're under themselves, all in the name of following Prabhupada. You know, uh, it's Prabhupada's worst worst nightmare. And, um, and, you know, the, the, the solution, what, what they've done, Ritviks at large, what they've done, of course, is, is they have, um, determined there was a problem with the succession within ISKCON because the immediate successors of Prabhupada in their estimation did not live up to the standard. Hmm? So there's a problem. So, because there's a problem with the Guru Parampara, their solution was to do away with the Guru Parampara. That's just the opposite of what Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita. In the Bhagavad Gita, in the fourth chapter, Krishna says, there may be a problem with the, with the successive teaching. Hmm? When there's Yoga Nashta, when the teaching is misconstrued there are problems uh, there are misrepresentations like at the time of bhakti Vinod, he acknowledged so many different misrepresentations of mahaprabhu's teaching hmm? that happens so what does krishna say is the solution when that happens he says the solution is parampara that is the solution hmm? They've done away with the solution. So how have they solved the problem? Do you understand? They've done away with the Guru parampara. and say would you stick with Prabhupada? Hmm? We're just going to follow Prabhupada here. That's our solution. That's no solution at all. It contradicts the solution. They should look. If they found that they were, there were um, successors of Prabhupada who didn't, don't live up to the ideal, then they should look for someone who does. Hmm? I mean, Prabhupada himself said in my absence, after my departure for, for, for six for philosophy, see my God, brother of Navadvip. what, what faults can you find in him? But they find fault in him. So. Yes. You know, yeah,
3: that was yeah. my uh,
4: main problems. They criticize, and I had to leave.
1: Yeah, you have to leave for sure for that. So you know, they, they, they're just a, an example of Vaishnava parod, and um, it's 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 it's, uh, it's very very unfortunate. So the very anyway, the very solution, as I say, they you know, they they they've done away with the solution. So that, but the problem of the ritvik lingers around Iscon. It can only wherever there is a lack of the Parampara or it's weak, this Ritvig idea can flourish. In the presence of an actual successor who is competent, it, it, it has no, it it's completely disappears. It has no meaning, purpose whatsoever. Hmm? The fact that it can linger in and around ISKON is indicative of the weakness, unfortunately, of ISKON ongoing in terms of a substantial uh, successor mm, that can stand up and collect the faith of everyone. mm, And institutions of course are formed to help persons pursue the ideal. When, When the form is gone, the corporation and he signed the papers. He said, "But if it gets in the way of Krishna consciousness, then we'll get rid of it, start over again." Mm-hmm. It's a famous, uh, famous statement. So, yeah, they don't, they don't have a. They, they, their solution is is, is no solution. Mm. Too bad. <clears throat> Sorry that you had experienced that, but it's good now you know.
3: Uh,
4: what is the best?
1: Solution for uh, uh,
4: religious
3: fanaticism. For
1: what? For religious fanaticism. Religious fanaticism.
4: The solution
1: for religious fanaticism. Yeah, the best solution. <laughs> well, um, as I said, religious fanaticism is is a sentiment that lacks a real, a proper grounding in the in the philosophy, in the teaching. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, you have Christians, for example, who um, want to, uh, you know, kill Muslims. You think Jesus would agree with that? Is that really what the Bible's all about? Is that what his example shows? So it's like, you know, what what's going on here, you know? <laughs> uh, uh, so, you, so that's just one example we you, we just talked about an example within Godia of islamism meanwhile there's, there's islamic fanatic fanaticism and so forth so all of this fanaticism again is a sentiment that's not grounded in the actual Tatva the actual philosophy of the tradition so to correct it to be with that you need an infusion of the actual teaching and 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 of course, unfortunately, with religious fanaticism, you don't have much of a teachable moment, so religious fanatics are not ready to be taught they're ready to teach the whole world hmm. you know uh, if it means at the end of the barrel of a gun they're going to teach them hmm. um, so if you don't have a teachable moment in them, then it's hard to then they're not going to be able to listen to the to 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 the philosophy so you know, in one sense, then you have to avoid it and set a better example. So when you can't give the precept, the teaching to them to correct them because they won't listen, and they're unreasonable. hmm? Well, at a certain point, it becomes unreasonable to think that unreasonable people will listen to reason if you keep reasoning with them. hmm? So at some point, you got to withdraw and think, I'm wasting my time here.
3: I'm being unreasonable
1: because I think unreasonable people will listen to reason. Mm -hmm. So at that point, if you can't find a a teachable moment and you can't infuse the the philosophy and get them to think, use their intelligence in their bhakti or in their religious pursuit and so forth, um, then you have to step aside and you have to set a better example. And the example can uh, has the power to speak louder than precept so it's possible by, it's possible by a good example that some religious fanatics will will be moved to move away from their fanaticism but you know not necessarily it depends how how deeply it, they are in, uh, embedded in a misunderstanding of, of, uh, religion. I mean, you know, Jesus was the prey was, I call him the, you know, I think he's been referred to by others as the Prince of Peace. I mean, and they want to, they want to use Christianity as a, as a, as a rationale for unspeakable things at times. Mm -hmm. You know, they probably want to assassinate the Pope because he says, you know, we should we shouldn't we shouldn't have so many guns. That's the United States, you know. These guys, these these right wing people, they want a gun in every pocket to protect themselves. Anyway, so so you need to set a better example. <laughs>
4: yeah. Thank you.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's an unfortunate yeah uh, uh, reality. Mm-hmm. And that's always the usually the biggest and the loudest sector hmm? you know what will get people most people are herd animals that means you know there's one bull and everybody else follows the bull or one cow every herd of cow has a lead cow hmm? recently we well I'm going to visit a lead cow she's very nice and when, and they won't move from the pasture till she goes. And she goes, and they all come in the milk, right? So, um herd animals. So, so most people are just followers. So, if someone speaks loud enough and whatnot, then they're gonna they're gonna come around, surround him, follow him, and uh and uh and, and usually these these fanatical expressions of religion are 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 the largest. Hmm? They're, they're the biggest face of religion, and the more sensible and actual spiritual people are more in, in, in the background they have less participants because commitment is much larger much greater but that's what it is so. okay what else
0: Tandavats Sri
3: the Guru Maharaj um, my question is in regards to dreams, there, something I've noticed a lot while reading histories of acharyas and, um, you know, even from Chaitanya, Charita, Mrita, and just so many Narottam Das Thakur, but practically every single one, I'm wondering why it's it seems to be a very common theme that that krishna um krishna or mahaprabhu or other devotees other perfected departed devotees they they seem to favor appear appearing in devotees dreams as opposed to appearing in a sporty and like it seems very, it's hardly mentioned at least in my readings of of devotees seeing sporties of Krishna or Mahaprabhu, but so many times saying when they lay down at night they dream and they're getting some message. So I'm just wondering why. What is your, uh, what do you think about why that uh, that seems to be?
1: I had a dream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um well it's mentioned in the Vedanta Sutra of baldev his Guru uh, commentary that dreams are a medium through which uh, the truths at times uh, may be passed on mantras may be passed on there's an example the whole Bhagavatam story of uh of uh Matura Brahman I think he received the mantra uh in a dream and uh so forth, so yeah, there are many examples of that um, and um, I think that uh, the spurti, which means like a direct manifestation is um, perhaps it's something that the, that Krishna is, is fairly common in 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 braj. Amongst associates of Krishna, during the Prakat Leela, during the Manifest Lila, when he goes away, apparently to Mathura and dwarka, they have what they would appear to be hallucinations of him, but they're actually manifestations of himself. Yes, to convinced them that they're not hallucinations. Um, they come and they go. Um, so, um, of course, these are... Eternally liberated associates of Krishna appearing in, in, in the world. Um, then again, I mean, you, you refer to Leela and Lord his associates, so it would hold true that they were very advanced uh, devotees as well. Um, but um, you're not you're not particularly talking. As I think it out here, your question about Krishna appearing or Mahapu appearing as that even. Rupa Goswami appearing in a dream, or something like that, or um, well, in Krishna Kaviraj's case, Madanapura appeared in a dream. Um, so, you know, you know, why did he? Why did he choose to appear in that way rather than to manifest before him in his waking state? Is your question? And I think you'd have to ask him that. Um, uh, I. Uh, <laughs> um it may be an easier way to you know to uh, uh, uh manifest yourself and and uh, share some insight that uh, I'm not personally uh uh capable of manifesting as a as a for example as a as a sporty before someone. Um, but I do appear in dreams at times, so uh, but I do appear in dreams at times but i I'm, uh, but i i, I, I don 't know it 's not something i 've uh, thought about or there 's nothing mentioned in the, in the texts themselves um, as to uh, you know, it, well, another way of thinking about it is that, you know, it's it, not necessarily the case that, that they don't have sporties, but something very prominent happens in the dream that's reported. Mm-hmm. Um, but, of course, yes, uh, we don't. We, we do have a description, I think, of Chaitanya the of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu appearing in three different ways. What is it? Aviva, Sakshat, and uh, what's the other one? Hmm. I can't remember now. But uh, you know, I think that another way of thinking about this is—is—is is, is there's the tendency, perhaps, whether we're aware of it or not, to think that dreams are less real than what we might experience in the waking state. But who says? Who says the dream state is less real than the waking state? Well, that's a whole other, very interesting uh, discussion. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't necessarily, it, it, it could be looked at as a, as a more more real state, more precise state. But otherwise, and I don't know otherwise why, why, why a saint would prefer, if he does, uh, or, or God to appear in a dream as opposed to directly appearing before someone. Maybe take the direct appearance less real. Like, I can't believe this is happening. <laughs> but in a dream, anyway, I'm just joking with you. So I don't know an answer to that. That would uh, be definitive that I could support with the uh, scriptural texts and, and so forth. So I won't speculate beyond um, what I've been taught and, and, and learned. God appears and saints appear as they as they choose, mm-hmm. in their own um, volition mm-hmm. to whatever extent. And often they often it would appear they not often but. More often than otherwise, uh, in other ways, they appear in dreams. So what else?
0: that was all the questions we have for today. Maybe somebody has a follow-up they would like to ask or something. Anybody?
3: Yeah, I want to... Good morning, Swami. Good morning. I was just um, listening to a lecture of Prabhupada and... He was saying um, how Lord Chaitanya would go in a crowd and chant Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. And then he said, and he would say, Hare Bull. So there are two slogans Hare Krishna, and the other short one is Hare Bull. And you can practice Hare Bull, he said. So Hare Bull is a shortcut of Hare Krishna. Hare Bol means the sound of Hare or the Lord. Hari Bol, so whenever there was some greeting, Chaitanya Prabhu used to answer raising its hand, Hari Bol. So I was just wondering if you could just speak a little bit about that or kind of elaborate on it.
1: Well, I think that, um, chant Hari, chant it's a kind of a, uh, if you say, if you chant, let's say you chant Hari Krishna in a Christian public, then one of the objectives of that, besides cleansing your own heart, is to share it with others. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, without saying chant Hare Krishna, you're chanting Hare Krishna in public and uh, inviting other people implicitly to, to join in and participate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hare Bola is more overt. He's mm-hmm. saying, Chanting Hare Krishna. Mm-hmm so that's, what, that's what, it, what, it, what it means and of course uh, we chant Hare Krishna we often chant Bow as well I, I wouldn't make too much more out of it than that
0: okay thank
1: you all right well let's talk with you all great
0: to talk to you and thank you for being available for us
1: hope to be here next week
0: Thank you. Bye.